everyone. Welcome back to the Young Adult Podcast here for Harbor Point Church. We are here for episode four, and I have the privilege to be here today with Jeff Bachman and Shara Bachman. Um, Jeff Bachman is our student ministry pastor at Harbor Point Church, um, and we have the awesome opportunity to talk about relationships today. So um, yeah, we are going to get into that today. Um, it is also their 19th anniversary today, which is super cool that we even get to have the chance to speak with them today about relationships on that day. So congratulations to you guys. We weren't going to talk on any other day other than our, we only speak on relationships on our anniversary. Exactly. So this is, this is a very serious day. It was a very awesome opportunity that we even got to do this today. So it's like a lunar eclipse. So drink it up. everybody. It's perfect. (laughs) So thank you guys again for even being here today on this very special day for you guys. Yes. It's awesome that we get to do this. Um, also beforehand, if you guys are noticing that we are now on uh, Zoom recording this, beforehand, the three prior episodes, if you guys are watching on YouTube or on our church website, um, you guys might notice that we aren't recording together um, due to the whole quarantine thing happening. We were able to record our, those uh, three prior episodes beforehand. So now we sadly have to move over to Zoom, but that doesn't mean that we have to stop recording these podcasts today. So um, we're going to continue doing it this way until we can start meeting back up together. So. Um, yeah, why don't we get right into it, talking about relationships. Um, first off, why don't we talk about how you guys even met? I'd love to hear you guys' story about that. Well, I'm going to, before we even say anything, obviously, as we quarantine, we are also, um, we're also homeschooling. True. Or, we're supposed to call it like distance, distance learning. Distance, distance learning. learning. <laughs> well, all I know is they're going to school in their home, so it's homeschooling. Right. But we're not the only ones in this house right now. So you know? you're probably going to get plenty of interruptions. We're also in the room where there is a um, a leopard gecko, and a TV, <laughs> and a dog, and a dog. So I promise nothing uh, right now. <laughs> and uh, you got that tall chair. I I feel. Is this what it feels like all the time? Yeah. All right. Okay. Just the short one. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> so my name is Jeff Bachman. I'm Shara Bachman. And we've been married for 19 years. We were figuring out that we've known each other for, was it 24? It'll be 25 It'll be this 25 October. 25 in October. Yeah. Wow. I know. I, I know. Awesome. Like probably older than you, which is terrifying. <laughs> that, that is older than me. Yeah. I'm turning 23 this year. So. To one of our people on staff, I said, we were married for 19 years. And they said, I haven't been alive that long. I said, then you're my <laughs> child. Wow. Yeah, that was, so. that was a weird moment. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You're like, awesome. oh. Okay. I I still think, and we've talked about this often, I still feel young and like newly married. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I know that nobody else probably looks at, like, I just know that there are those people that I've, I've always looked to in my life as going like, man, they're so old. They're so like far along in their marriage or all those right. things. And, and, and I, I'm not sure if we're that far along in our marriage, but we're, we're not those, like other people look at us in that same way of going like, oh, they've been doing this for a long time. I still feel like a young parent and I still feel new and trying to figure out marriage and thinking that like next year I'm going to have it more figured out. But then right. it also feels like we've been together forever. Because we have. Basically we have. Right. <laughs> I mean, longer than I have been even alive. So that's, that's pretty weird. It's a while. So just a wow. little reminder for you. <laughs> okay. So um, let's see, I'll start out and um, interrupt because I'll just keep talking but um, we met in october we met october 12th or 13th Hmm. 12th uh 1995 at a uh, we met at a a church car wash where um we were doing a fundraiser and as we met um 
she thought I was a dork because I was the uh, band geek. And I thought that she was a stuck up snob because she was the cheerleader. And I think we were both right. Nice. <laughs> right. So, and you know, and, and so we met and I think there was, we actually spent a lot of time um, for two reasons, but we spent a lot of time actually before we ever dated, just being friends. We met each other in October and we didn't actually start dating until next August. The following August. So yeah. it was almost a year of hanging out at church and mission trips and me dating somebody else and not being totally honest um, with my then girlfriend and this girl that I was hanging out with. So I was a contributor of that problem. But right. so we spent a lot of time, like I think we, for a lot of different reasons, our circumstances forced us to just be friends. Yeah, we had, I mean, we met at church and so... Um, all of our mutual friends were from youth group, from church, and so that's who we hung out with, and we went to every Christian concert, and I mean, we were just always doing things in community with um, other, like, our friend group. So. Right, right. Well, that's awesome. I mean, it, it sounds like, of course, there's some trials in between that, you know, and it wasn't perfect starting off, but, you know, ended up turning into something you know, really awesome. Really yeah. I think, you know, again, I think that there was, there was a, a season there where, um, where I, I was kind of ignoring, like I knew that there was something there, but I think that I just enjoyed the, um, the relationship and I didn't feel ready to jump into another relationship. And so we, we hung out, like we tell stories about how we went on a mission trip to San Francisco and she got put in the car with me. So literally she and I drove around San Francisco delivering food to like homeless people for three days and and then afterwards it's like no we're still friends and so like right. I told her at one point I'm like we're not getting together and she's like okay sure. okay <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> look what ended up happening send help, send help. No. <laughs> and, and so with that I think we were we were just we were also really young we were really young we're so, so young so, so we started dating and then I left for college like like so smart like a week later yeah and then, and then dated for a year. And then she came to that same college. So we were in the Central Valley. I went to Fresno State. And then the second year, she came to Fresno State. And so we had a good, we had a good two year run once we started dating, where like, we were just, we were starting college, and we were just babies, you know. Right. And again, that's like, how about that? We have, we have matured a lot since then. I think that we were we were full-fledged adults at the time, but there was just a lot that we still had to figure out. Right. I think I was really immature, if I'm going to be honest. I think I was pretty immature in how I handled relationships and just dating in general. Um, and so it was one of those where we, we, we literally kind of grew up together from like coming out of high school into college. And so we dated for about two years um, and then we broke up for a year. Um, and during that, you know, and a lot, again, it was a lot of those things that kind of came to, to a head in those two years that we were dating. The first time it was, um, we just, our, our eyes and our, our focus were really on each other. If she didn't go to church, I didn't go to church. Her friends were my friends, my friends were her friends. And so we'd kind of built this life where we were kind of playing house. And so we, we really had kind of pushed every other part of, a, of what needed to be in a relationship. And, and I think that she and I were strong and that we were friends and that we were in, in a great relationship, but all the other influences out of, we had kind of shoved all of those away. Right. And so after two years, I went to go study, I'd say abroad, but I went over to go study in Washington DC for a semester. And that was kind of the, the kind of the catalyst for me to just say, I think we need to break up. And so we broke up for a year 
she um like she went off and she like she found she found a life that I feel like I had kind of almost stunted her from finding. And so she found friends, she made um, relationships and developed skills and found a church on her own. And so I came back and she was wildly even more attractive. So, and, and it was, you know, but. Yeah, we, I mean, we had spent two years just taking, really taking our eyes off of where God wanted us to go in the relationship and putting all of our focus on each other. Um, and so in that year, I think it was really good for the two of us to refocus what our priorities were, um, and who we were and what we wanted and what kind of people we wanted to be. And so, um, it definitely changed my perspective and my focus into not allowing my relationship with a boyfriend to be like my definition of who I was and where I was going and what I was doing. Right. right. So it was really yeah. important. Yeah. And that's awesome. I, I appreciate you guys even just sharing the story and, um, you know, and I think that's even a key part of, you know, in, in a young relationship, we struggle to, you know, even realize that our relationship is not just ourselves, you know, like it's not focused on me. It's not focused on, you know, the other person alone. It, it takes both of you to like really make that relationship work. Um, and it's, it's even interesting that you guys even brought that up of just that that's something you guys struggled with. Um, and we're able to realize, you know, it's not about you guys alone, you know, it's not about yourself. It's about, you know, laying down your own, you know, your own, I guess, life for the other person. There, you know, there's a, a phrase that I use whenever I officiate weddings. So Shara could probably say it as, as well as I could if she's heard them. But, you know, we always talk about how we find somebody else who's going to make us become something, that they're going to give us happiness, that they're going to give us fulfillment, that they're going to do those things. And, you know, and that's a, like, I, I'm always careful because I feel like that that's a, a super, not arrogant, but it's so convenient for me to say on this side of it to where it's like, you need to be okay being single. And you're like, that's big talk for a guy who's had a, who's had a wife for, for 19 years <laughs> and gets to come home to their best friend. So like, I also remember what it was like and, and probably those first two years as you're, you know, as you're even talking about with your, with the people that you're spending time with, like those first two years, we, we began our, our focus and our attention on each other, I think, because we didn't want to be alone. But again, it's, it's the, if you aren't, if you aren't good enough for yourself and if you don't allow God to shape and refine you, it, then you're not going to be any good for anybody else anyways. And that was kind of, even though I was the one who made the decision, I think for both of us, we had come to a place of going, we were no good for each other and or we were no good for ourselves. So we were for sure not going to be good for each other. Right. Yeah. And that, and that's something I've even personally dealt with, you know, in my past relationships is, is trying to figure out that, you know, again, it's, it's not about you, you know, like when you're in a relationship, you try to make it, you know, you, you want to make it about the other person, but you even, get to this point where it's just like, I still have my own needs, you know? And of course that's, that's, that's something you do need to focus on with each other. But at the same time, you know, I, I even get to this point where it's like, I get too invested in my own life and think that everything just becomes about me, you know? And that's just, that's just something you just have to cut down, you know, right off the bat, because that's just, it's, gonna, it's, it's a very hard balance for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and especially coming from a point where it's like, if you've been single for a long period of time, you only know, <laughs> a, Sorry, Jeff. turn that off. <laughs> um, you know, if, if you've Sorry, been single, you keep saying good things, I'll tell people to stop calling me. Can you just turn the volume off on the so, computer? Oh, I did. Oh, I, oh yeah. <laughs> it, 
There you go. I, you may get interrupted with the calls because I don't know how to keep the volume on, but when it rings, so you 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 it. it. Um, but what I was going back to, you know, even to the point where you've been single for so long, you only know how to live your life alone, you know? And of course you, you have that, those points where you focus on a relationship with God and those are things that you need to really focus on. But then you also need to realize that once you get into relationship, it is no longer just about you. You know, it is no longer just about you and, and your own needs. You have a full other person that you need to focus on and care for and realize that that person needs to be a priority in your life too. You know, not, not to the point where you guys were, you know, even making it too much of a focus at some right. points too, but what were you going to say? Oh, I, was, I, I had somebody and this, this has always stuck with me. Cause I think, I think there were so many years where I, again, like the idea of marriage, I was terrified me. I knew that I wanted to be married, but the idea of like, of marriage scared me. So I, I, I but I knew that I wanted to be in a relationship and I had a, a pastor once say like, Hey, by a show of hands, who of you wants to be married at some point? And, and you know, of course, everyone raises their hand or mo most people do. And they go, if you want to be married, you will be at some point. And so, like, I think that we spend so much time, especially from like 18 to 25, like going, like, who's that person? Who is the person that I'm going to be with? And how am I going to be with them? And I better not mess this up. And like that there's so much that we just start getting focused on that that then becomes the, the end goal. That, that no matter whether you are single or dating or engaged or married, the, the goal is always that where you go, if you want to be married, you're more than likely going to be married. So it's not a question of if you're going to be married. It's more, it, it's, it's a, who are you going to be married to and who are you going to be when you are married? Right. And then that, it like, that then realigns everything of what you're doing between that age of 18 to 25, because it's not about finding the right person. It's about finding the right type of person and becoming the type of person that should be somebody to spend time with somebody else. Right. Yeah, for sure. And that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and and uh, I guess going off of that and a question for you guys, you know, since there are so many single, and this is a pretty popular age to be single at, and of course, like a lot of people are just entering college or they're just entering their adult life of outside college, you know, they're young, they're, the whole world is open now you know what is something that or where what are some things that they should be prioritizing if they're single um you know in in that time of singleness because like you said we can prioritize so much looking for a relationship and making that be in a, like this big investment in our lives we're only focusing on that and not focusing in our relationship with god and other people even um what are yeah, some things I, I think it's um you have the ability to be, if you're single, you have the ability to be selfish in a way that you're never going to be able to be selfish again, whether, and that's, I mean, with your time, with, um, your, resources. your finances, your resources, like there's, there's so many things that I didn't do, um, that like looking back, I'm like, Oh, I wish I could have taken more opportunities to like, travel or explore things but I think it's it's an opportunity to to like that you don't have if you're necessarily in a relationship or married or like the priorities change and your um just a lot of things change in that and so you have so many opportunities when you are single to do things selfishly right. um that's kind of great too yeah I think if we, like, we have to especially, like, what I wish, and I, I think all I'm going to be doing is, is reiterating what, what Cher said, mm -hmm. is 
it then becomes us spending that time like intentionally focusing on ourselves, right. developing ourselves, Our allowing relationships with God, who yeah. we want to become, all those types of things, which only then is only then a benefit when you eventually are in a relationship with someone. Right. So then going from my perspective is that I spent all of my time and energy trying to become the most lovable, lovable version of Jeff so that Shara would like me better as boyfriend and girlfriend, Jeff and Shara. So I would do things for that instead of going, I'm going to become the best version of who God has made me to be, which is, is going to send me on mission trips. That's going to ask me to be generous with my funds. It's going to ask me to um, live with these people. That's going to ask me to take these types of classes. Like I'm going to do those things. And then if Shara doesn't love that person, then that's not the person that she was supposed to be with. Right. And that's also releasing her to go then be with the person that she's supposed to be with, assuming that she's doing the same thing. But again, it was like, well, what things am I going to do in my life so that she will love me more? Right. Was like, it was, it was just the way backwards way to be doing things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's totally uh, understanding. Okay, great. So, uh, going into a relationship then uh moving away from the singleness and entering into a relationship what were some of the things that you guys had to work through together you know what were some of the trials that you guys had to go through and how did you guys you know make it through those things i mean i can i can start but i feel like i was okay you know i it, there wasn't it was an interesting it was an interesting break for us we had we did it for two years took a break for a year dated for two years. And so there's just this very, I mean, it's kind of like this Oreo cookie of, of, of this relationship. And there was like kind of version A and version B. It was, um, again, I think both of us grew up a lot and, and I'll, I'll speak for myself. I matured a lot in how I viewed relationships. I think again, it was that the first time that she and I had been in a relationship, it was looking as to the, probably the biggest shift for me was instead of looking at what I can get out of this relationship, and then what I can become so that I can give things to this relationship. It was more of like, like, how can I help you become the person that you're supposed to be? And how can I help myself? And, and how can I become the person that I'm supposed to be? Right. So it was, it was less transactional and it was more of just existing. And then as we existed, and again, man, I mean, for our dating relationship, we had a couple pastors and, and, and wives that invested in us so heavily, but their whole thing was like, run hard towards God and look to the left and right. And whoever's running at the same speed as you is the people that you should probably spend your time with. Right. So again, instead of going and looking at that person saying, I need to become like that person. So then I, that I can. And again, I watched, I, it, it was literally like I saw a different person when from who I had left to when I came back and watched like, and I just sat and I watched Shara live life as a, as a woman who was loving other people and, and attending and attending church and serving in, in worship and in different ministries. And so I just watched this young lady, and I say that because I was a young man at the time, but like, <laughs> like I watched a young lady who I was wildly attracted to, not because she had gotten more pretty, but because that God was beginning to shape and change her, the inside of, of her. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, um, I think one of the struggles when we got back together for me was not to lose my identity all over again. I think um, in my time of singleness, I had worked so hard on um, really discovering who I was as a person, as an adult. It was kind mm -hmm. of like my first single adult time um, out on my own, not living at home. 
Um, and I had really come to feel very like solid and secure as to who I was as a person. Um, my relationship with God, I was like really investing so much time into that and into the community around me. Um, I think getting back into a relationship, I was scared that I wouldn't like figuring out that balance so that we didn't go down the same path again was I think definitely an initial struggle. Right. Um, well, I think it's interesting that in that year that we were apart, we both went through these experiences for us individually that I think that we both needed. I moved to the other side of the country where I didn't have my mom and dad solving problems for me. So I, I got lost in the middle of Washington DC at two in the morning and I had to figure it out on my own because I also didn't have a cell phone to go and call Uber. So like I had to make these, I had to begin to make these adult decisions for myself that I had never made before. And so it really was a growing up for me. And then, and I don't want to speak for you, but you had, you had gone through some, some medical stuff in that season while I was gone Yeah. that I think shaped and refined you a bit too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think in all of it, it was just, the struggle was figuring out how to still be the person I had found that I was, but how do I do that now back in a relationship with this person so that we don't fall into our same. And I think I also definitely at first struggled a little bit with like some trust in that, is this going to end up the same way? Um, is he going to decide, you know, to call it off again. I think when we got to got back together, it was very much like if we are going to do this, then we are like it's with the intention of pursuing marriage. Um we're not just going to get together just to like date for fun because um so I think and then we dated for two more years, which felt like a really long time at that point. Um Probably, probably too long. I'm not, I'm not saying it was too long. I think it just, it was a long time to date and, you know, like, and then there's the, the physical struggle in that too. Mm -hmm. When you've been with someone for five, you know, we'd known it by the time we got married, we'd known each other for almost six years. Right. So that's a long time. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was a hard struggle too. So it was, you know, I think there's a lot of things really pulling at you when you're trying to chase after Christ, but also, um, like be with your person and figure out what that looks like. Mm -hmm. So oh, for sure. Another thing I want to bring up too, that I've been thinking about as well. Like, of course you guys didn't have this struggle when you guys were dating and getting into that relationship, but social media plays such a big factor <laughs> now. It's a oh my huge gosh. factor especially as, you know, Christians, we see so many of our, you know, friends and, and family and people we've known and grown up with getting engaged and married. This is such a common time. Like I, I personally, so many of my friends and so many people I know from high school are getting engaged and married and that's just playing a huge factor now, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's an absolute disaster. You are living up to a curated version of what everybody else is, is, is doing and being and living. And so you're, you're living on your parents' couch at 23 years old, not only because you're quarantined, but because that, that job that you were hoping for hasn't come in and you've gotten your 
your bachelor's and your master's and you're sitting here going, life hasn't promised me what I thought it was going to. And now all of a sudden, all of your friends have gone and curated their lives and they're influencers and travelers and this and that. And so I can't even imagine having to try and manage, almost manage another full-blown identity of who I was right. in hopes that somebody else would not only fall in love with, with me, what you see, me, what's in here, but also then me, what you perceive on tinder or instagram or oh i would have been the hottest mess i'm so i don't know how many times i've said i'm so grateful that social media did not exist when i was dating because i would have i would have been a disaster and i would have been the hottest no no i probably would have been single forever but oh. um hi child children um can you make a cake later <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's make, let's make it sorry, exciting. everybody. We promised, we promised us. We're actually recording something right now. Oh, say hi. Yeah. Okay, you shut the door all the way. Yeah, let's make a cake afterwards. It's probably for our anniversary. Yeah, and I mean, I know I'm a 40-year-old woman and, you know, the, the pressures of social media looking at other people and how that can affect you when there other people are doing the things that you want to do or living the life that you quote unquote deserve or want or those types of things. Like I want that now. Yeah. So, and I mean, there's still, I, you know, I guess I, I have a husband, I have children, I have all the things that, you know, there was a point in my life that I was like, will I ever have those things? And that's all I want. And yet, you know, I can still find myself struggling sometimes, but um, I can't imagine how hard it would be to be single and watching all the people around you on social media, right. you know, quote unquote, live the life that you think you want. Um, and how do you find a way to just truly be not just okay, but like content and happy with the place that you are right now and not, not allowing the need to be with someone to be like overtaking in your life. Right. Well, I think it, it becomes ultimately the search of being satisfied with what you have. And also, you know, and there's always this, this weird balance that I think, I think that this is a human struggle, not just a 22 year old struggle, but there's, there's this human struggle between being satisfied with who you are and, and grateful. And, and I mean, you said the perfect word content, being content who you are and yet also not like settling for that, like always striving. Like there's things, that I want to be and become and experience and challenge and stretch myself at even now, even though that I have a wife and I have three kids, two of which want to make a cake for us. And th you know, like, <laughs> I don't think it's for us. I don't either. Nope. Um, <laughs> I I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. So, <laughs> so I, there, there is this, it's this like nasty little teeter totter balance of, of being content with who you are and also not also recognizing God still wants to do something new in you today. And then he wants to push you and, and, and help you strive for something more of, of who you could become. Not because you're less than, but be, because God is active and alive in every one of us. And he's doing something new. I've seen, like, I've seen in, in Shara in the last probably five to eight years, her become this whole new version of who she is. And not that who she was was bad, but I think that she's, that she's finally come to a place of, not finally, that makes it sound awful. She's continuing to more and more 
be okay with who God's made her to be. And so I've watched her heart break for things that didn't, it didn't break for when she was 22 years old. And I'm not sure if that's because of, I think that parenting has had something to do with that. I think being married, I think becoming 30 and 35 and 40, I think it's having a husband who got fired from a job. I think it's starting a business. So it's like all these little benchmarks in every one of our lives will begin to shape and identify us as to who we are if if we allow ourselves that that those are the like those experiences and those things that we're striving for this like this is god shaping us right yeah that's great i love that you said that um do you guys have any last advice that you guys would like to give to both singles um currently struggling with just you know living this life of loneliness and you know wanting something Um, but then also just the people that are in relationships right now. Of course, this is also a time where people can start to get very serious. Of course, you know, you, you want to enter into marriage pretty fast, especially as a Christian. That's just the, the overall arcing theme for most Christians. If they want to get into marriage really fast, you know, um, so do you guys have any last advice for that? Um, I I can pause the video too, if you guys want to. No, I, you know, I joke about, um, that we dated for so long, but I'm actually so grateful that we didn't rush, um, in that when I walked down that aisle, I knew exactly who he was. And like he said, we've, we've changed a lot in 19 years from the, the day we got married, but, um, I think the cores of who we are and the way that we connect and the way that we interact, like I knew at that point who we, who he was and who we were and that we had a common goal. I don't know. Um, It's good. I don't know. I think it's, I think the Christian way typically in a relationship is to like rush and and get married as soon as you can mostly because of the physical aspect of things um and i just i think it's so important that you know who it is that you are marrying um and some of that's just time it takes time and i would much rather spend time dating and getting to know that person and then being content and happy in my marriage than like rushing into it and having so many issues afterwards. I don't know. I just, um, I think it's really easy to rush things because of. Well, you want to fix that, that feeling. You're like, I don't like how I feel right now. And and as you said, I feel lonely. And so I want to fix that. And this person can help me fix that loneliness. And yet that person was never designed to fix that. Like Cher was never designed to make me feel fulfilled and complete. And you can be married or in a relationship and still be very lonely. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the, the truth of it. So, um, the old adage is, uh, it's, it's, it's worse to be, or it's, it's better to be single and, and wish that you were married than be single, married and wish that you were single. Right. Um, you know, being, being single and alone, it's a, it's a hard place when, I mean, there's, there's really so many things in life, right? Whether it's, we struggled with infertility for a long time um, and the desire to have children. So, 
I can't, I can't identify as much with being 25 and still single, right? Because I got married when I was 22. Um, but I can identify with the feeling of wanting something so much that's like so impactful for your whole life and not having the ability to make that happen. Um, and that we wanted children so bad and it just wasn't happening. And so I spent so much time going, is it ever going to happen? This is never going to happen. You know, all those questions and all those things. And now of course I can look back and say, you know, well, God's timing was perfect. And now we have three kids and it all worked out. But at that time, when you don't know what the future holds, it is really scary. Um, and I think the lesson that I have just learned over, I feel like God has just had to really beat this one into my head, like, um, in so many hard situations in my life is just really making a daily decision that I am going to trust him and his plan for my life and know that he can see out so much farther than I can see. And so I'm going to give him today and choose today to trust him with the wants and desires of my heart and to know that he is going to hold those so carefully and, um, and be gentle with it. And so, and he's never let me down. Right. And it's not always come out the way that I wanted it to come out in my life, but I'm always able to look back and say it was better or that he used the really hard stuff for good. And so this times when you're single and wanting to be married or wanting to be in a relationship, I think it's a daily choice of saying, I trust that God has that person for me. And I don't know when that day is going to be, it could be today, it could be 10 years from now, but I trust that it's going to be worth it when I finally do find that person. And until then, I'm not going to waste this day. I'm not going to waste the time that I have today wishing for something that's not here yet, but I can make the most of what I have right now and trust him with what I have right now. And to be clear, and I think this is just for both of us, but I watched her do it so well, like, she lived that out, but through tears. So, you know, again, oh, we, yeah, a lot it, of tears. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't like, I, I loved how you said, like, I can't, I can't necessarily identify with being 25 and wanting to be married, but there was something that we wanted so bad. And I watched her especially like, like trust God and experience joy through tears and to say, and yet I will praise you. And yet I will. And it was through tears and pain and crying and frustration. So I think there's an affirmation of saying all those feelings are real. They, they are a part of who you are. And that's part of the refining and shaping process that like, don't run away from that. Like, don't think that you're like, I'm just going to get into a relationship to stop this feeling. And that's going to make everything better. Right. Cause it, it doesn't like if there are core things in you that are like, if you're struggling with all of these things or working on these things that doesn't just go away when you get into a relationship, that's not going to like, being with Jeff doesn't fix my life for me. You know, I love him and I can't imagine my life without him. He's my very best friend and I have the most fun with him. Um, but my life still is hard. There's still a lot of things that are really hard. And I love that I have him there to go through it with me, but just being married or being in a relationship doesn't all this, it's not like the magic wand that makes your life perfect right yeah i agree um and i i have even personally struggled with that of just saying like hey you know if i'm just in a relationship 
you know, every, everything will be great again. You know, my life will, my, all my loneliness will go away. All my happiness will, will just magically appear again. You know, like that's just something that we just get into our heads of like, just if I'm in a relationship, everything is going to be great when the reality. Well, that, I think that's, that's for, for people like you, that's also a, a natural inclination. Right. And then what you so wisely said is that you then have a curated slideshow that you watch of other people's lives being so perfect. Right. So if you would just get a better job, a, uh, a girlfriend, uh, you know, if I get these five things then I'm going to be able to experience what you're experiencing too. Right. So like, I think the danger in that type of living though, is that there's always going to be something else, right? Yep. So when you get the relationship and you get the husband, you get the wife, well then what's next now, now my life's going to be better. If I have kids now, my life's going to be better. If I have the big house, now my life's going to be better instead of, really focusing on what what's really important in all of that so i don't know and and in no way i in no way want to like trivialize or demean or um just in any way say that it's not hard or not important or the that singleness is not something that it's hard, you know, or the yeah. desire to be in a relationship is like, oh, it's just a relationship. And when you get in it, like, I'm not in any way trying to, cause I know that that is, it's hard. All of those things are really hard, but I think it's being able to find the joy in the season that you're in, knowing that there's going to be a next season. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you're right. Like going back to that thing that it's like, if you want to be married, you'll, you'll be married at some point. But I also know that, you know what I'm not doing right now? Um, whatever I want while I'm quarantined. I do. I look at all these people who are like single in quarantine or married with no kids in quarantine. And I'm like, what's it even like? And, that, <laughs> like, and that's not to dismiss what. Right. I think it's always, you know, we can always look at other people and think, man, if it yeah. was just like that, it would be so much easier when the human struggle is that we are all struggling and hurting, right? right. Single. Right relationships like we're all hurting and so and marriage is not that unobtainable well that if you could just you know yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so i mean to recap of course you know with with so many of us being single right now you know this is a perfect opportunity for you guys to focus not only on your relationship with god but also focus on yourself take this time to really figure out who you actually are as your own person not as somebody else or the identity you're trying to be in somebody else um, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for you to focus on your relationship with God, figure out what you want to do in life, figure out where you want to live, you know, all these different things. This is a perfect opportunity for you guys to figure this out. Um, and then don't stress about relationship. The timing will come with, you know, God's perfect timing because our timing alone is not great. Our timing is, is usually right now when, you know, when things couldn't be, you know, any worse, honestly you know, God's timing is the most perfect timing. And we have to trust that when God brings in that timing, that's going to be the timing that we actually need in our lives. And so we just have to trust and wait that that timing is going to eventually come for us. Um, and if you're in a relationship, don't try to rush it. You know, that timing will come as well. You know, you also have to trust that God is going to provide the perfect opportunity for you guys to um, experience those different things in that relationship and even eventually get to marriage, you know. So you just have to trust and wait that that timing is going to come as well. And also to go along with that in a relationship, um, you know, you have to be able to focus on the other person as well. You can't be fully self-centered in that or else, you know, you guys are really going to struggle and you guys are not, you know, 
it's, it's going to be hard to get out of that rut. So you guys really have to be able to, you know, die to yourself and be able to love on the other person well and focus on them um, as much as, you know, they really need it during that time. So again, I really appreciate you guys taking some time out of your, your 19th anniversary to come and spend, um, you know, loving on young adults right now and talking into their lives in, in a topic that I feel like is very, very topical all the time for young adults. Well, we're very busy today. So, <laughs> so busy. We have so many plans. We had to push right. back our dinner, dinner reservations and <laughs> our trips. All that. Right, of course. <laughs> I bet it's. I, I would love to just encourage um, if you're single, like chase your friends, like chase friendships because those are the things that are going to stick with you the rest of your life. And you don't know if one day you're going to look at that friend sitting next to you and all of a sudden they're going to look different too. So, yeah. you know, it's like, go out with your friends, have fun with your friends. And because ultimately the person you want to spend the rest of your life with is also, you want them to be your best friend. Right. So the best thing you can do is to be spending time with friends and then see, see if anything pops out of that. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad that you said that. Cause I think that's also something that is just so important that we, you know, tend to push away when we start to go towards a relationship is we start to push away our friends because there's only one person that we want to focus on when honestly like take this single time to really dive into your friends because they're also going to love on you really well in this time as well so i appreciate you saying that um i think we're about out of time here so um if you guys are watching uh, you know on on our live stream and youtube i appreciate you guys doing that um you guys get the full picture of zoom here and it's great um but you know, if, if you guys are also listening in on Spotify and Apple, uh, Apple, uh, what is it? Apple Podcasts? I guess that's what it is. Apple Podcasts. Um, Podcast. um, you know, all of you guys can. Uh, what's that? Leave your five star reviews so that we yeah, get the yeah, word leave out. Five star review. We've been already, already getting some five star reviews from people I've never even, you know, heard from before. So that's great. Is it you? I left you one. Oh, I well, one was me. I appreciate that. Um, but, oh, no, it wasn't me. It was other people. No, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the two stars aren't from Jeff and my mom or something. Oh. Shoot. <laughs> I was going to say, who gave you two stars? Got it. The two five stars. Got it. Yep. Um, but if you guys are listening in, wherever you guys are, are coming in from, uh, we have a virtual gathering right after. Um, uh, it's actually going to be on Zoom as well. So if you guys want to be a part of that, go to uh, hoverpoint.church and look under the Connect tab for young adults. You guys will uh, have a page pop up that allows you guys to sign up to be part of our virtual gatherings um, where we will be discussing this in uh, more detail um, with each other and allow you guys to really uh, ask questions and talk about that with us um, too. So I encourage you guys to sign up for that. It's been really awesome to do that the past few weeks. Um, and we'll be back for episode five next week with a whole new topic. So we're super excited about that. So again, I appreciate you guys joining us today. Um, that was Thanks, a super awesome conversation. And again, happy 19th anniversary. Thanks so much. Yeah, of course. Thanks. So, see, you soon. see you guys soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye.